0: I'm Justin and this is But Wait, There's More, a conversation show about things we're thinking about, things we care about, and things that are important to life and culture for the people of Legacy Church in Plano, Texas. Today, I have two wonderful guests with me. I have Patsy and Linda. Would you all take just a moment to share uh, who you are?
1: Oh uh, Well, I'm Patsy Weinberg. Um, Mike and I have been members of Legacy for 27 years.
2: And uh, we have two fabulous daughters and a fabulous son-in-law. And I'm Linda Smith. I'm married to Mark Smith, who everybody knows. Um, And uh, we've been at Legacy 28 years, so there's... She wins. um, (laughs) I have three wonderful sons who are all in their 20s, and one really cute grandson and one on the way. Yay! Awesome. Awesome.
0: Well, thank y'all so much for being here. Uh, Today, we're talking about the topic of prayer. Um, during our time together, we need a definition. We need to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and just kind of how people can engage in prayer. Um, So as we begin, would y'all mind giving a a brief definition of what is prayer?
2: Okay, I guess I'm supposed to go. (laughs) Um, To me, it's communication with God, but I know that that looks different for everybody. And I would say, for me, I'm fairly introverted and so I always have an inner dialogue going on um, in my head and a lot of the time I invite God into that um, mm. into that inner dialogue and I'm always discussing with him the the things that he's um, you know interjecting in my head I th- I think it's it's a place I can grow from but I also think it has worked for me over the the years um to have that inner dialogue going all the time with him yeah, that's so, good.
1: Mm, well i i agree with linda um, i th- i think it's communication with god and just like communication with people sometimes you're talking sometimes you're listening sometimes you're just together and being quiet um, sometimes it's just reflecting yeah. uh you know there's um uh, it's said there's five types of prayer there's um worship prayer, there's um, uh, thanksgiving, there's confession, there's uh, intercession and supplication where you're asking God to do something and spiritual warfare. And I think those are structures that I use sometimes to, you know, to give me words or give me guidance on how I should, you know, go in my prayers. But uh, I don't think God sits with a big checklist and says she did that one and she right. did that one. I think it's it's more for me to have that structure.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah, that's good. Yeah, some something about both of your definitions that is really helpful for me and hopefully for for people that listen is um, just like there are a hundred thousand different personality types. There's a hundred thousand different ways to to pray. Um, God's not using that checklist and right. going, oh, you know. Only if Justin had said this would I answer. Yes. Um, yeah. And I, I think in different seasons and in different ways, the, the way I pray is um, determined by those experiences or, or that season. Yeah. And so helping ourselves understand that it's it's okay. It doesn't have to look one way. The, yes. the big thing is just that communication with God.
2: Yeah. 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 Yes. Um,
0: and so... Uh, and we've, we've probably all had this in, in one way or another. Uh, we've had the good, the bad, and the ugly with how we've learned to pray or how we pray. Um, and so what, what is maybe your experience, um, whether you want to give a broad experience or a a long experience or a short experience, what's your experience, uh, good, bad, or otherwise with prayer?
1: Uh, my, my answer's really long, (laughs) um, uh i would say um and i think the reason maybe why you asked me to come on here is because i have the pleasure and privilege of leading a team here at legacy and um that started back in 2004 i was serving on the leadership team at the time and uh was about to roll off and had been praying lord where do you want me to serve next cuz this season's ending and i need a new one and um we, um, at the time, the pastors and the leadership team would periodically attend a leadership conference together, and I'd been praying, Lord, you know, that you've often talked to me at that conference, so maybe this is where you want to tell me what you want me to do. And uh, through a, a speaker there, he spoke very clearly that, um, that my new ministry was supposed to be um, uh, encouraging and supporting the senior pastor. And I said, wow, that's awesome, but how do I do that? (laughs) I can't follow him around and go, yeah, you. Uh, So, um, you know, then it it was kind of like, well, you're already doing it. You're praying for him. And uh, so that that became a, a time of reading and studying and investigating and learning and Then I met with him about a year later and said, so this is what God's been up to for a year, and uh, I want to get together and pray with you, and uh, so that was January of 2006.
0: Okay, So that's wonderful, Yeah. Yeah. and we, the the current pastoral staff still benefits from that, Um, and so it it really is a joy every month to have (laughs) you ask how you can pray, and then have your team uh, reach out because mm-hmm. you know uh, the rotation of who's on the team and right. who, what staff member and pastor they pray for. Um, because I uh, recently have been going through something, and so shared that with with the pit crew, right? And uh, and I've had several people respond and say, "Hey, how did this go? How are you?" Yeah. Um, and so it it really means something special. So mm-hmm. why while you're praying to the Lord, it also impacts. Those of us that are going through it, uh, and it helps us, two for two reasons: one, to feel seen, but also because we know the Lord. We, I mean, we know the Lord yes. is aware. But it is um, having brothers and sisters yeah. going to Him on on our behalf as well. So Absolutely,
1: yeah. I have a fabulous team, and it's all the Lord. It's not yeah. not anything that I'm doing. It's mm. it's it's Him. Yeah. So
2: I just get to be a part.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. Thank you, Patsy. <laughs> sure.
2: And my story is a little bit different in that um, I actually, <laughs> I told you, I don't consider myself a great prayer. Um, but I asked the Holy Spirit what He wanted me to, you know, express or share during the podcast and more it was about the different seasons of prayer that I've experienced. Right. and then how faithful he is to answer even, you know silly, Prayers that I almost consider wishes, okay. but not, um, you know, I it may be just something that's in my head that I haven't really spoken out loud, but um, I have been fortunate to grow up in the church, so mm-hmm. I had experiences as a young woman or mm-hmm. a child where I would pray Pray for different things. I remember praying with my mom to accept Jesus as my Savior by the side of the bed. I also remember praying for my spouse, Mm -hmm. thinking that was a cool prayer to do when I was a teenager. (laughs) (laughs) But as it turned out, Mark's life at that time was in great upheaval. Mm -hmm. And so for my 13, 14 year old prayer, for the Lord to honor that and use that, even though I thought it was like a cool little thing I was doing. Um, I really do believe that that um, that he honored that and really used it in Mark's life because Mark became a Christian in college, after a lot of upheaval in their family, and and he was spared a lot of things that were going on. Um, and then for me, I think one of the reasons I describe my prayer life as that ongoing dialogue is because when I was in um, in the early years of childbearing age, mm-hmm. my parents were older, and both of them were um, became very sick. My dad had Parkinson's, and my mom was taking care of him, and she developed Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And I had to, I went through a season of about 12 years of caregiving, where I was raising three little boys, and I was mm-hmm. taking care of my mom and dad, mm-hmm. even though they were in care, it still required me to be on call for them, you know, 24-7. Yeah. And it didn't allow me, I didn't have enough time to, to invest in friendships and Bible studies and those kinds of things because I was worn out. Mm. So I would spend a lot of time praying and developing my one-on-one relationship with the Lord and mas- basically being in the Psalms in my closet with the door closed when the kids were napping, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just um, just being in a position where I could, you know, I could pray to, pray, but um, listen for the Holy Spirit, use the word, and respond that way, yeah. and and just he really carried me through that yeah. through that time where mm-hmm. mom and dad were um, in care and sick, and I was juggling everybody. So it was, it was a hard time, but I, th- and I think I'm, now that I'm kind of empty nester, I'm, mm-hmm. I think he's moving me on to a more structured version of prayer where I'm, you know, I'm setting aside time, sitting down and, and really fo- giving more focus to it than you do, like when you're driving down the street right. or taking kids to wherever. And yeah. so that's, I think that's where, um, where he's moving me now yeah. so <laughs> well thank you for sharing all of that sure
0: and uh before we recorded you and I had a had a brief conversation about you, like you mentioned you don't feel like a great prayer um but uh whether it's <laughs> arrogance or ignorance on my part I said no I don't think that's that's quite accurate um and part of the reason is uh, something that that you and I and several other people had the opportunity to do last summer uh, was walk through the book of Confessions by mm-hmm. Augustine of Hippo, mm-hmm. and a part of our time together was for us to make a prayer in the form of kind of an uh, an autobiographical prayer, I guess, similar to to Confessions, and just the seriousness in which you took that and shared mm-hmm. with us, but also. Uh, your wisdom and insight throughout our time mm-hmm. together. Um, and so I, I think the Lord has, whether good, bad, or ugly, brought you through things and, and has taught you uh, many things. And, and for both of you, have so many things to teach others mm-hmm. um, as we mm-hmm. wrestle with what does it look like to mm-hmm. pray. Um, and for, for myself, I never I grew up in a in a house that, until second grade, we went to church, mm-hmm. but it was never... Mm-hmm super serious. And I, I never remember hearing the gospel. Um, and so after I did become a believer, I was confused about, about prayer. And most of what I heard was you can't pray other people's prayers, you know? And so I'm like, Oh no, <laughs> what? I, I don't have the words to do this. Um, but then utilizing the Psalms, uh, mm-hmm. has helped give me language and helped me articulate prayers. Yes. But even using, uh, like the book of common prayer mm-hmm. or, uh, the Valley of Vision, which is, um, a Puritan prayer book using things such as that has helped me, especially whenever I'm in seasons where I don't know what to pray. Like I'm just so tired and worn down. Um, and so that's, as we grow and as we learn and as we pray, um, it's important not just to say words, but to understand who we're praying to. Um, but Oftentimes, that gets lost. It, it mm-hmm. gets lost as to why prayer is important. It just becomes another thing that the Christian is "quote unquote" supposed to do. Um, so, how would you answer the question if it's if it's uh, given to you? Why is prayer important? And kind of to take it a step further, not only is uh, asking why is prayer important, but does it really make a difference?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I would say it's important in your development in your relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, it teaches you his faithfulness and, um, and shows you how he works, how the Holy Spirit speaks to you. To, for me, the Holy Spirit speaks to the scriptures back to me. Mm-hmm. I have one thing I do when I put the, my wash in the laundry all I can think of it, there are verses in uh, Ephesians that talk about Jesus washing the church with the water of the word. Mm-hmm. And I stand over <laughs> as I dump the laundry in and yeah. I think about the water of the word washing me yeah. as well. And so I know that that's how the Holy Spirit speaks to me. And yeah. I think the more you pray and the more you're in the word, the, the more that that is developed. Yeah. And um it just gives you confidence in him and one of the verses I wrote down when I was thinking about seasons of prayer and then um, his faithfulness is 2nd Timothy 2 13 and it says if we are faithless um, he remains faithful for he cannot disown himself mm-hmm. and I really think that 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 that's more the purpose of prayer than anything is to learn about his faithfulness to us and you know, and see what he has uh, in store and that support and love he has for us. Yeah. Um in that as we pray. Yeah. Mm. So
0: and I I really love that visual of, of the laundry and then connecting it back to scripture. Mm-hmm. Um something something that Jesus even did as he taught helping us understand important lessons through everyday yes Asians. yeah so it's yeah. wonderful yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, well I mean I agree completely um I had thought of um uh, Psalm 37 4 that says delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart and I think um I mean pretty much word for word what you just said that that prayer changes me mm-hmm. and um and that that growth over my whole life you know where I was when I was nine is different from where I am almost 50 years later, and hopefully I'll be much further down the line, you know, when I mm-hmm. enter heaven. Yes. Um, and so, um, yeah, I, I think, like I say, prayer changes me, and, and it um, it encourages me when mm-hmm. times are hard, or, uh, you know, prayer is, is not for the weak, <laughs> It, sometimes it's a struggle, sometimes uh-huh. it's difficult, sometimes it's, uh, like you say, sometimes I don't know the words to say, uh-huh. and that's okay. Yeah. Uh, first of all, becoming okay with that, uh-huh. and that God doesn't expect flowery language or that's going to get my prayer answered before yours. Right. That's not how it works. Um, you know, I think... Um, I think laughter can be a prayer. I think tears are a prayer. Yeah. Uh, they're just um, sharing our heart with the lord is is what he wants mm-hmm. and uh and then just that chance to to change us and and mold us to become more like him. Yeah. Um, so yes, I think prayer is effective yeah. <laughs> and uh and it does make a difference oh, that, uh, yeah, yeah, most definitely. Uh, I
0: always, always think about um, how in, in healthy and good relationships, whether it's a marriage or friendship or uh, work relationship, whatever, uh, that communication is key, and it's important to maintain health. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm not talking to God and if I'm not listening to God, how healthy can it be? Not, right. and not to like allow shame to take over. Um, but the moment I recognize that if, Oh Lord, I, I do need time with you. I, I want to talk to you. Um, and, uh, cause we can, I, I had a boss one time that used to say, when you asked him how he's doing, he goes, Oh, going 90 miles an hour with my hair on fire, you know? <laughs> and I never want to be so busy that I can't stop and do what's so important. If I can't, Put the fire out that's on my head, Mm -hmm. um, which is talking to God, like spending time with him. Uh, I don't I don't want the other things like I I should want him. And through prayer, we can cultivate those those desires to want him more and spend time. Mm -hmm. So great. Um, We did talk uh, briefly earlier about uh, the different personality types and um, different ways to pray. And so. Why would you say um, freedom and flexibility is important in the way that we pray?
2: Well, as an example, I think for me, when I when I was dealing with mom and dad's situation and dealing with the boys' mm-hmm. situation, I I developed that you know praying in my head thing all the time because that was about all the time I had. Yeah. I mean, it was praying in the shower praying in the closet when you're getting dressed, praying in the car. And, you know, there wasn't a lot of time to stop and sit and contemplate your navel mm-hmm. and contemplate yeah. or mm-hmm. have a contemplative yep. prayer. I just, you know, and for most women, that period, in, that child-rearing period in life is, is, you know, you just don't have time to yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was how that. Was developed for me. The other thing I do is I journal a okay. lot, and a lot of the time I will feel upset or something, and I don't know what that feeling is until I write about it. Yeah. And very often, by the end of my journaling time, just like in the Psalms, where David starts with his lament and then works works back around to um, his praise for the Lord and how you know realizing his faithfulness. That happens in my journals a lot, that the Holy Spirit will bring um, scripture to mind that go, that I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, oh, thank you for reminding me yeah. and stuff oh. like that. So I have lots of journals. Following. That's good. That's good. That's so interesting because I tend to pray
1: aloud a lot okay. mm-hmm. and um, uh, like I'll go for a walk and you know, put my earbuds in and it looks like I'm talking on the phone, but I'm really praying. Yeah. And, um, and there've been times when God has answered my prayers because I'm saying these words and I'm, you know, I'm really beseeching him, asking him for things. And then all of a sudden this comes out of my mouth and I think, whoa, I didn't think of that. Yeah. You know, that had to have yes. been him yeah. speaking yeah. to me. And so, or, um, you know, he, he, he like you say, he changes my focus. And yes. Yeah. it's like, oh, that thing you've been asking me for really isn't <laughs> the the thing you need to be praying about. This is what you need yes. to be praying about. Yes. So yeah. um so yeah, I think that that flexibility, um and and I do think um, you know, like you've already said, just the benefits of of um Um, I mean, you know, a a quiet time, a a specific chair or corner, you know, all of that's that's great and it's helpful and it's useful. But if Sunday morning or that quiet time is the only time you're praying, I I think you're really cheating yourself Mm -hmm. Uh on on an opportunity to grow in the Lord.
0: That's good. Uh, I, I think so often... That we relegate prayer to just one or two actions throughout the week Mm -hmm. and we've, you know, we check it off. Um, and again, it's about cultivating intimacy. It's, I think that's kind of the theme that we've had all this whole time is as we spend time with God, we cultivate intimacy and Mm -hmm. as he changes our heart and our understanding of a situation, um, because maybe not for everyone, but at least for me, it's it's really easy for me to go to God and say, you know, this is what I want, um, mm-hmm. and and He's not my genie, you right. know. Um, right. And uh, I've had to I've had to be flexible to that. So I've in finding freedom uh, to pray different ways. God has even helped me understand. Maybe some of the former ways that I've prayed aren't necessarily healthy or helpful. Not again. Mm-hmm. Not that they were bad, mm-hmm. but for for that intimacy that I'm trying, I'm seeking to cultivate with Him. Um, and so, there's just no one singular way right. that is is right. the right way, right? Um, and you know, I, I think of we have a, a prayer room here at the the church that that we use, and. There are di- days that I go in there and I just I sit in the chair and open the Bible and sit in my lap and it may be reading one verse of Scripture and just saying, okay, God help me, just help me understand, or okay, this verse is impacting me, or in you know any number of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there are other times that. I don't even need to go in there because again, it's not about the specific place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it's about the specific person whom we're trusting and cultivating that, that intimacy and trust in.
2: Right. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, So Linda, you had mentioned a a few moments ago, uh, that especially when your kids were young and you were taking care of your parents, um, the way that, that you were able to pray, um, was in just short kind of snippets and Mm -hmm. and that you're over the years, it's, it's changed and developed, but especially in that season, that was that was the most effective and the best way yes. that you could. Yeah. Um, I would like to hear from from both of you, um, how, or not how, but what counsel do you have for people that are finding pray uh, prayer to be hard or difficult or confusing?
2: Well, for me, because it worked so well for me, I would I would say to get into the Psalms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to um, to just, you know, I think of Psalms 13 all the time because it's like, God, why aren't you paying any attention to me? Where are you? Mm-hmm. And um, it was really one I hung on to a lot. And um, I would just encourage being in the Psalms, you know, whether it's you read five in, every morning, yeah. something like that, and um, just build your trust up in the Lord through those psalms and then um i guess the other thing i would say is to look back on your life and look at your different seasons and look for how god has um has answered prayers before and look at how he has been faithful to you before and i will admit to having a glass half empty personality um Kind of a whine. I I mean, my natural man is probably a really whiny person <laughs> and a victim. And recently, I have started looking at some of the things I complain about in my head a lot. And I'm like, okay, where was God when mm-hmm. um when I experienced this? And I go to and I look at Moses, and Mo- Moses was afraid of doing things, and God said, "I will be with you. I will be with you all mm-hmm. through the the Old Testament. There's, I will be with you." and so I started looking at my life and writing down these w- things that I whine about. And I was like, where was God? What was God's perspective on my life at that time? And, and it was, he's right there with you. Yeah. Wow. He is right there. Mm. In, you know, in the, in the situation where you're having to make life and death decisions for your parents, um, he knows exactly where you were and what you were doing. And when this friend was not kind to you, he was right there and he has a purpose for that. And yeah. so I would encourage others to to look back on the seasons yeah. of their life and look at other situations and and see how he's answered prayer before yeah. and kind of take a, you know, take a look at your history yeah. with him and and from that know that you can trust yeah. trust what he's doing. Trust that he will answer even though it it may not it may be twenty years down the road, mm-hmm. okay. so yeah. that's. I think Psalms and looking at your history yeah. would be mine
0: yeah. too. That's that's a great perspective. Um, and if you want to get really fancy, you can just buy a psalter. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> just, just the Psalms. There's. Yes, uh, I asked asked Becca recently. Um, hey, is it okay if I if I buy a a psalter? And she goes, You already have several. And I'm like, yeah but this one's goat skin and she's like yeah no that's not that's not gonna happen. So uh, it was it was worth a shot. Uh, but but Patsy, what what counsel or, or advice would you have?
1: Uh, not much different from Linda's uh, I would say keep at it. Yeah. Uh, don't give up, don't stop. Um, uh, I was thinking about um, in Daniel 10, you know he prays for like 21 days. And there's no answer. There's no answer. And, and then he, he finds that um, uh, he has a vision and he learns God has already been working from the moment he uttered the prayer. He just hadn't seen the action yet yeah. because of the spiritual warfare that was going mm-hmm. on. Um, so, um, uh, you know, sometimes, I, well, it's been my experience. God answers yes or no or wait. Yeah. And um, and sometimes it's um, it's not dependent on what's going on in my life, but it's like this circumstance needs to come to fruition before mm-hmm. I can answer that prayer. Right. You know, in the fullness of time, Mary delivered or Mary, yeah. you know, got pregnant in yeah. the fullness of time. Yeah. Sarah mm-hmm. got pregnant. It's you know, it's in the fullness of God's time. Yeah. These things happen. And um, and so. You know, there's some things we'll know now, that, that mm-hmm. the way he's answered, like you say, maybe 20 years, it may not be till we get to heaven till we see how he's answered. Um, the other thing I would say is there have been times when um, when I've prayed about something, you, you know, thinking this is the obvious way he should All answer. Right. This is the clearly the best way. And then he doesn't, but then hindsight's twenty twenty, and I look back mm-hmm. and think, oh my oh, gosh, yes. thank mm-hmm. you for mm-hmm. not answering my prayer that way, because right. <laughs> yep. I'd be in deep trouble if you had done that. So yeah. So, um, yeah. so what my my advice is the same as Linda's. I, I love the Psalms. I love the, um, uh, I think it's starting with 121, the Psalms of Ascension yes. mm-hmm. are yep. just fabulous. And yeah. so. yeah.
0: that's good yeah um awesome i uh it's one of those things that i i don't know about about y'all or or anyone that's listening but for the longest time i hated praying with people Mm and like i will i will use the word hate like (laughs) i would avoid that at all costs um but little by little i had men and women kind of take me aside and pray with me and, and teach me how to to pray as well um several years ago becca uh while i was in seminary becca made a comment about um hey a lot of your books are are written um for in an academic way for for discussion but what what would it look like if we read a book that was about being lived out not just not Mm -hmm. just discussed but but lived out and so um becca and i uh read a book together called Praying Together by a woman named Megan Hill. And she has this wonderful line in there about, um, many of us don't know that we can boldly approach the throne of grace Mm. until we've prayed with someone who lives there. Yeah. Mm. And it was this fantastic line that, I don't think this is an exaggeration, at least once a month, I think, about that Mm -hmm. that line. And so one thing that I've tried to, to cultivate in my life is bringing people alongside of me mm-hmm. to pray that way, not only for myself, but to help them understand how to pray as well. Um, and that's, it's a part of discipleship, mm-hmm. helping, helping yes. one another learn how to live the life that Christ has called them to live. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do it by example. Yep. And so, um, so thank you all so much for, for your counsel, your advice for that. Um, I, I do have a, a couple more questions, and so uh, this next one is, what impactful people or books or maybe experiences, kind of like the conference, mm-hmm. um, what what books, people, or experiences have you had whenever it comes to uh, prayers and prayer life that shaped you?
1: Um, one of the first people that, that comes to mind is a friend of mine that was on the leadership team with me like well before— the conference that I went to, but um, he sent an email out to several people, I just happened to be one of them, and he said, um, my sister's been diagnosed with a very, very rare form of cancer, Mm -hmm. and um, at that time, you just didn't survive it, really, and uh, she was facing, you know, she was young with small children and marriage and um, this deadly disease, and he said, I need people to come along and pray Mm -hmm. for Julie, but I don't want you to just say, I'm looking for people who won't just say a prayer and then move on to the next thing. I want people who are going to walk with me. This is a long road. It's going to be filled with heartache and Uh hardship. You know, who's in? And because he meant so much to me, our friendship meant a lot. I agreed to it. And oh. that wrestling and prayer, that interceding on Julie's behalf really helped set me yeah. up for, that was one of the things that yeah. helped set me up for Pickery. Um, and then I have a ton of books. I can read you names. Uh, yeah. um, one of them I, I brought with me, Experiencing God. And in the back of it, the I mean, it's a great study. So mm-hmm. if you have, yes. it's been around forever, Henry yes. Blackaby. But in the back of it, there's an appendix, and it's two pages in little bitty tiny font of all the names and titles and descriptions wow. of God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And, you know, just to pray, it's scripture says, Lord, you are the, um, you are our maker, you are our shield, you heal mm-hmm. us, you know that's a great way to pray, yeah. to, to give you a picture of who he is. So highly recommend that yeah. one. Um, the um, Whispers by Bill Hybels, The Sacred Echo by Margaret Feinberg, mm. those both taught me a lot about how to hear and recognize God's voice, yeah. um, and and how to respond to it. Yeah. And those are great because they're very encouraging in terms of hearing the stories of other people and how God's spoken to them yeah. and how he's answered their prayers. Um, balcony People. To, should I go on? Please do. <laughs> <laughs> balcony People by Joyce Landorf Heatherly and um, The Church You've Always Wanted. And I couldn't find that, so I can't tell you the author. But that's about how to be an encourager, okay. how to cheer other people on. Um, those were big uh Big books for me yeah. uh the prayer saturated church um by cheryl Sachs, prayer shield and churches that pray helped form a um taught me how to form a prayer ministry yeah. so that those were really a huge formation into you know into gathering that team that you know that you yeah. talked about earlier and then um um, creative counterpoint and the power of praying wife um, help helped form me as a young newlywed into, you know, starting my marriage. Um, the other thing I would say is when you get what Bill Hybels calls a whisperer or um, um, Margaret Feinberg called the sacred echo, when you get those little nudges, even if they seem bizarre, don't make any sense. Mm. Um, do it yeah. because that's often God speaking to you and giving you an opportunity. And I'll give a quick example. Um, years ago, there was a family here at Legacy who um, went through a house fire, mm. and they got out. They got out. The you know the yeah. the mom and dad and the dog and the older mother who was living with them. Everybody got out safely and. Um, very soon after the fire, I had gotten my hands on a list of things they needed, mm-hmm. you know, cleaning supplies, toothpaste, you know, stuff they, practical things that I, they needed somebody to go shopping mm-hmm. for. So I ran to Target, got everything on the list, you know, checked it off, got in the checkout line and I heard this voice say, buy juicy fruit. Mm. It's like, okay, well, that's strange. And it's like that that just can't be yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> and it happened again. Buy mm-hmm. juicy fruit. I was like, Okay. Gabbed a couple of packs, checked out, got to the house, and their adult daughter was there mm-hmm. and she said, You know, thank you so much. We've we've had people shopping. Would you mind just going through and letting me check off what what you brought so we don't duplicate? I said, Sure. Mm-hmm. So I went through and you know, toilet paper and whatever. And, and by the way, here's some juicy fruit. And she burst into tears and she said, this is my grandmother's mm. favorite gum, the older woman who oh, lived wow. in there. And this will be such a blessing to her because she's feeling bad that she's physically not able to help mm-hmm. with the cleaning out. And this will just be a way to show her that God sees her and knows she's there and that it's okay.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: had I not bought it, nobody would have known. Yeah. It wasn't on the right. list. It wasn't something they needed. Yeah. But it was a blessing to her and a blessing to me yeah. to, you know, when you get those little nudges, be obedient and do it. Yeah. So yeah. Wow. That's,
0: that's a wonderful story.
2: Bye, GC Free. Okay. For me, I, I, I'm on social media too much. And I see all these Elizabeth Elliot quotes. And Uh, one of the ones that has really stuck with me lately is, and Elizabeth Elliot is um, a missionary's wife, Jim Mm -hmm. Elliot, and Mm -hmm. they went to um, South America to be uh, missionaries to a group of Indians, the Aka Indians, and the Indians killed her husband Mm -hmm. and several others. So one of her um, quotes is, um, then comes intercession, the hardest work in the world, the giving of oneself time, strength, energy, and attention to the needs of others in a way that no one but God sees, no one but God will do anything about, and no one but God will ever reward you for. Mm. Mm. And that has been coursing through my head lately because I really do feel like the Holy Spirit is directing me that way. And then um, in the... 19th century there was a a missionary evangelist in England named George Mueller Mm -hmm. and he ran orphanages and evidently only prayed for what the orphanage needed and it would just uh, appear clothes food whatever and one of the things that that the Holy Spirit brings to my mind all the time is a quote that he says about that the first thing he did every morning was to to um make sure that he was happy in the Lord Mm -hmm. Mm. and that that fueled the rest of his day for him. And so I think about that a lot because I do have that, you know, half empty (laughs) 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 Um, perspective on life. I think, okay, this is, you know, um, this is a, a thing that I need to remember to to look at the gospel each morning and how much God loved me um, that Jesus would die on the cross for me and that he's blessed me, you know, even though I might not see it all the time, that he's blessed me incredibly. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that's a quote I go to a lot. And then recently I found myself, I was a little convicted that I was kind of developing some, um, some, I can't remember the word right now. Um, some um tendencies that were i was just kind of uh i really am blanking i'm sorry um but anyway i discovered a book called a praying life by paul miller and he really addresses some uh, negative attitudes that you can come up with Mm. during your your life i think as a, a believer in that um we forget about the goodness of God Mm -hmm. and, um, we, um, kind of get, it starts with a C. I can't remember the word. Um, (laughs) um, we get to where we're forgetting all his benefits that he does because we're looking at things that, you know, haven't gone our way or we're disappointed or something like that. And so I was convicted that I was starting to feel that way. Mm -hmm. And I ran into this book of praying life and he really addresses those attitudes and then gives you, um, a formula kind of Mm -hmm. for praying. He has you write out prayer cards for Mm -hmm. people in your family, keep them with you so that you're praying all the time. And it, it's more a little more formulaic than the things I've talked about, but I really it looks like a good formula to me. So those are the, um, those were the, you know, things I have really, have really encouraged me, me lately. So,
0: well, as we, we close today, um, do you have like a, I used to say a tweetable, uh, quote (laughs) or something, but they always change the character, so that no longer helps. So, um, But is there uh, any parting words of wisdom or encouragement that you would like to, to give our listeners today?
1: Um, I guess um, one thing I would say to help people who feel uncomfortable praying aloud mm-hmm. um, is to just practice it yeah. um, and... Again, the best way, I think, is to start by yourself and pray out loud. It, there's part of it, it it's kind of getting over that stilted feeling and just getting used to hearing your own voice, yeah. you know, I think, is, is a huge help. And then once you can pray aloud when you're by yourself, then get with a couple other people that you know and trust, um, maybe in your life group, but people you can say, you know, I never had this opportunity to learn this skill, and so I really want to try to learn it. And that's all it takes, and I promise you they will be welcoming and and helpful and encouraging. And to start with a sentence. Thank you, God, for my church. Thank you, God, for my family. And that's it. And then the next time, say two sentences. And then three. And then, you know, before you know it, you'll the train and wheels off. Yeah.
2: It's mm-hmm. really good. It's really good. Thank you, It's good. Sure. And um just so you know, the word was cynicism. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> so, um, the, um I think looking at your seasons of life and what God's done in those seasons mm-hmm. um is has just been something that's very helpful to me. Mm-hmm. And looking for his faithfulness. Yeah. And you know, I talk about a wish prayer I had when my boys were Young, my brother and I have a good relationship but we're not really close. Okay. And um I really wanted our boys to be very close. And they're at they're in their twenties and there was a lot of upheaval when they were growing mm-hmm. up, but they they love to be with one another. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it is such a confirming thing that the Lord heard that little mm-hmm. prayer in my heart that was like, you know, please just want our boys to be close, and I want them to, to be, and they are dependent on one another most of the time. I think they would, they just want to get together with each other. They don't want to see mom and dad that much. <laughs> so, but it, you know, it's just one of those little things that, yeah. that confirms that um, his love towards me, his faithfulness towards yeah. me, and just helps me, you know, helps me want to pray more. Yeah. So. yeah that's wonderful.
0: Wonderful. Well, Linda, Patsy, thank you all so much for being here today, sharing your wisdom and your experiences, uh, not w- only with me, but with the church and our <laughs> listeners. And uh, I would make the offer that if people see you on Sunday to come up and talk, Linda, I'm not so sure you want that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, sure. I'm, I'm open <laughs> <okay>. to it. <laughs> uh, but, but really, thank you all so much for for doing this and helping us understand prayer a little bit better. And uh, as always, this is But Wait, There's More. Thank you for joining us.